everybody. Thanks for joining us for On The Podcast. This is a short form episode podcast where we talk about random things and you listen to it while you're killing time on the pot. Or it's like 4.47 and you get off work at 5 and you kind of have to still look like you're busy. So you put the podcast on your computer and you're sitting there and you're fake typing but you're actually listening to us <laughs> i'm katie and i'm liz bienvenidos katie. <laughs> i'm learning spanish hey katie hi liz i'm learning spanish congratulations that's a good thing to do gracias de nada uh what are we talking about boy so, Liz, you're going to think I'm obsessed with my friend Ellie because I've already spoken about her in another episode. A lot of stuff happened at that wedding. I don't think you're obsessed with Ellie. I think you either have one friend named Ellie <laughs> or you have no friends and you made up somebody. Up. <laughs> so, at the end of the summer, we were at Ellie's wedding. We were all ready to go and her dad walks in in his suit, showing us off, and he buttons the top button of his suit. Yeah. And Ellie's- Sometimes, always, never. Wait, hold that thought. hmm <laughs> So he buttons the top button of his suit, and Ellie's mom is like, button the bottom one. And he's like, no. And she's like, why don't you button the bottom one? And he's like, just because. Sometimes, always, never. But his was two buttons. Always, never. <laughs> <laughs> And all of us kind of looked at each other, because I know that rule also, sometimes, always, never. But we all looked at each other like, why is this the rule? (laughs) So we started Googling. And Liz, uh, what we're talking about today is some traditions that still exist because of things that go back hundreds of years in the past. Whoa. Whoa. So... This sometimes always never thing goes back to a very fat King Edward VII who ruled from 1901 to 1910. So Liz King Edward was a very boisterous man. He would have a full meal at breakfast, a luncheon, some tea, a dinner, which was 12 courses, and then to top it all off, some supper. Honestly... Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the difference between supper and dinner is, though, really. Uh, So if it's actually, it only, it it applies only to the Midwest. So King Edward Edward Edward. VII was from Nebraska. (laughs) But dinner is technically lunch and then supper is technically dinner. It's just that Mm. once you leave the Midwest, you created a thing called lunch. There's going to be an episode on it later. Cool. <laughs> it's gonna so, be a very short episode. <laughs> so he he drank a good amount. He smoked um, quote twelve enormous cigars and twenty cigarettes a day on top of all of that eating. So it's no surprise that he could not button all of his buttons on his coat. So because he was the king, he became the trendsetter, and everybody only buttons that top button now. 
I love that. I don't love that nobody else trendsetted with a 12 course meal for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's start that up again. Uh, I'm down. Course one. Um, Course one. Vanilla wafer. (laughs) Course two. Cucumbers. (laughs) Course three. Chocolate mousse. Mm. So there's dessert mixed in there also. Well, there's 12 courses. <laughs> okay, so the next one, um, you actually told me about and introduced me to, which, and it's something that I never really even thought about, but it has to do with the city of Barcelona. Uh, well, yeah. So I told you about this because I myself has have visited Barcelona. Uh, which is actually how you pronounce it. Uh, and I'm very well versed in uh, Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so, Liz, you know this, um, but there, this. and it, this, you know this, <laughs> and there were some beliefs. <laughs> there were some beliefs that um, King Ferdinand was born with a lisp, and that's why it is pronounced Barcelona. Uh, honestly, I feel like from my history of children that I grew up with who had speech impediments, Ferdinand got it pretty easy. Like most kids who couldn't pronounce their R's were named Robert. Wobbert. (laughs) So Ferdinand had it pretty good. So turns out um, this one is just a myth. It is the Spanish pronunciation that factors into this and not actually the lisp that goes into Barcelona. Yeah. I speak Spanish fluently, so that's why I'm constantly <laughs> lisping. So I was told I was told by a Spanish tour guide that that was the case while I was in Spain, España. Um and it's like like everybody in Spain believes that. Believes that. It's so funny that like those Kind of fables become commonplace and everybody just accepts it as real. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole nation believes that Ferdinand had a lisp Ferdinand and everybody just like lisp because of lisp, lisped <laughs> because of him. <laughs> <laughs> so the final one that I will tell you about is the handshake. We often handshake. We're when handshaking we see right now. Each other. <laughs> Our hands are embraced. <laughs> You handshake when you meet somebody new, you do the pound, you do the explosion, <laughs> you do the jellyfish, there's a whole thing behind it. Um, a handshake is just kind of commonplace. You, you, you teach your dog to handshake. You teach your dog to handshake. Yeah. It is so, it's such a daily activity that you don't really think about it and like where it came from. So um, Liz, originally... Historians believe that it became a practice of like conveying peaceful intentions between people, which it still really is that today. But we don't really carry around knives or daggers or things of that sort up our sleeve, at least not in regular everyday life. So that was kind of the purpose of it was to bring your hands together shake to see if anything falls out of their sleeve to make sure they're peaceful you're peaceful and we're all good did you um do you know where napoleon kept his armies in his sleeve in his sleeveys 
good one. Thank you. <laughs> I walked right into that <laughs> one. So Liz, one of the earliest depictions of a handshake is found in a 9th century BC relief, which shows the Assyrian king pressing the flesh with a Babylon ruler to form a bond. Pressing the flesh. <laughs> Such a weird description. Makes me think that. of like Play-Doh and the like little <laughs> things that you would press Play-Doh through. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Homer. <laughs> yep. Cool. 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 Yeah. <laughs> the epic poet Homer also had it in his works, including the Iliad and the Odyssey. I love the Odyssey, and Homer absolutely was epic. Epic. <laughs> So, Liz, just a few examples of modern day practices that we do that we don't even think about, mm-hmm. which I think is fascinating. You put your right hand in, you, you put, put your right, right hand out, and you put and then your you right hold hand it out, and, and your knife falls out of your sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. So, there you go. That's weird. I'm curious what other things we do that are because of kings and Homer. Because of fatty kings. Because of fatty kings and (laughs) lispy kings. And lispy kings. And dirty left hands. And touching skin to skin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Katie, we've talked about what's outside of our body. What the heck do you think is inside of my body? Liz, I hope it's a little bit of knowledge. Show is... Thanks for listening. Adios. Adios.